Scarlett Joe Newberry's lime green flip-flop smacked the sidewalk loudly as she walked through her neighborhood. Her prayers were sometimes just as loud, or sometimes she prayed them in her head. Sometimes she'd hum gently, and other times she'd belt out a song at the top of her lungs. She didn't mind the stares or the comments. She was used to both. Some folks had trouble with her love of bright colors. Some disliked the noise her five children could make. Some thought she strolled the streets talking to herself. But Scarlett Joe hadn't simply survived her life. She had learned how to live in spite of it and not to worry too much about the perceptions of others. This early morning routine of part prayer, part recalibration was pretty much a daily occurrence. Every day except the rainy ones, because rain messed up her hair. But with her hectic household, she needed a set of new mercies as often as possible. She started humming that old song again, the one from The Sound of Music that listed my favorite things. Watching the sunrise was one of her own favorites. So was walking and praying And with all those things in this one beautiful morning, she had that song on her mind. If anyone had been listening, they might have hummed along, but most people weren't listening. If they were jogging, they passed her by with things stuck in their ears, pumping music in so fast and furious that she didn't know when they'd last heard all the beautiful music that life made right around them. She passed Sylvia Malone's house and prayed for her. Sylvia needed a lot of prayer. Sometimes Eugenia's house next door wouldn't even get prayed over because Sylvia needed so much. But Scarlet Joe tried to cover every house if she could, including her own. Talking with her father that way made all of life better. And so with the pastry she grabbed from Mary Dee's bread basket over on 4th Avenue South when she was done. Scarlet Joe reached beneath her double D's and adjusted her underwire. Then she reached into the pocket of her hot pink terry cloth shorts and pulled out the small pencil and notebook she kept stashed in there for moments just like this, for distractions. She wrote, visit Victoria and get a new secret. She giggled. Jackson would like that. That special connection of theirs had helped make her the wife of one good-looking preacher and the mama of five amazing boys. She stuck the notebook back in her pocket and continued on her morning walk. Franklin, Tennessee was just starting to come alive, but Scarlett Joe Newberry had been marvelously alive for years. Despite what many believed, she'd never been out for attention. Her oversized personality just seemed to attract it, and Scarlett Joe didn't mind because she knew she'd eventually earn entry into people's hearts. Experience had taught her that many who initially disapproved of her would eventually want her on their committees and include her at their functions and parties. Maybe the fact that she wasn't the skinniest or the quietest girl in the room helped them feel better about themselves. But Scarlett Joe thought it was something else. It was because, for the most part, she was nothing but herself. What you saw was what you got. It had taken her a long time and a lot of pain to get there, and people responded to that. Not everybody, of course. A lot of those she knew weren't quite there yet, and she was trying to learn patience about that, trying to learn when to speak up about what she saw. She was pretty good at that. And when to shut her mouth and wait, which was still a challenge. She knew she stepped over the line a lot, that people weren't ready for her to let it all hang out. Every day she asked God to show her the fine line between being herself and simply being too much, and to please keep her from hurting Jackson's ministry by saying the wrong thing. Not that Jackson would ever tell her to do anything for the ministry's sake. He was crazy about her just the way she was. But Scarlet Joe had been involved with churches long enough to know that folks could be as bottled up and closed off and easily offended in church as anywhere else. Maybe more so in church than anywhere else. 
which meant the state of Tennessee must be chock full of the bottled up, closed off, and easily offended because churches were as plentiful here as ants at a Sunday dinner on the grounds. Why, right here in Scarlet Joe's little part of Franklin, you can find Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, non-denominational, and Catholic. Probably more. Sometimes she wished their church had confessionals like the Catholics did. With a confessional, at least for a few brief minutes, you had a soul vulnerable, available to the kind of honesty that could heal. And if they weren't being honest, you could simply jump out of your side of the curtain and grab them before they got away. The non-denominational church she and Jackson had started two years ago didn't have confessionals. What it did have was people hungry for something real. That was evident by how quickly the church had grown. But though Jackson tried with all his might to get their people living out of their authentic selves, it hadn't been as easy as he'd expected.